0: that's hilarious (laughs) welcome citizens to the bingo book podcast i am your v podcaster host jay starks and we are on episode 22 22 twos on that thing right hey i love it i love it now um you know we (laughs) we, we're getting through these uh transitions here and it's uh it's been wonderful (laughs) i hope y'all enjoyed the experience so far but you know of course this week we have our wednesday slate of anime um and you know kind of my thoughts about you know These episodes, um, you know, we have Fanfare of Adolescence, Uh, is Not Just a Cutie, Tomodachi Game, The Greatest, Demon Lord is Reborn as a Typical Nobody, The Rising of the Shield Hero, and I'm Quitting Heroing. So out of all of those animes in our discussion... Um, you know, I'd say the, uh, the major theme is a lot of fallouts between friends, significant others, crushes, what have you. And so, you know, that's going to be a part of our discussion for today, along with several other topics. And, you know, let's not waste any time. Let's go ahead and get straight into it, shall we? <laughs> All right. So our first anime for discussion is fanfare of adolescence episode seven titled the day we leave the nest now after recovering from a month uh, from a severe hand injury and laceration to the face you returns back to the prestigious horse racing school to compete in final examinations in efforts to ultimately becoming a professional jockey now you know, one must ask like, dang, okay, you, he goes through this whole, you know, this whole school of trying to become a horse racer after having this really, really great career as a, uh, an idol, a singer. And, you know, he gives that up to become, you know, try and efforts to become a jockey. And, you know, as he's in pursuit of this during his training, he gets hurt. And so now he's having to, you know, go through some things and, Efforts to overcome a severe injury. And so I asked, like, you know, what is the difficulty when it comes down to overcoming a severe injury? Um, now, bit, what's up, bit? Bit's in the chat. He says, Hey, I have a friend and, and her son is a jockey. Wow, that's actually like really, really cool. So if you have some um, you know, insight or anything that you'd like to add to this conversation bit. Please, please feel free to do that. Um, But yeah, like, you know, Jockey is serious business. You know, it looks, you know, I would say it looks pretty uh, safe because of how well-prepared and good that the jockeys are but riding on an animal and you know they have their own personality and, and and things like that's that's not an easy feat and so you know personally myself like i've never had a severe injury so i don't really know like what it would truly be like overcoming uh you know a situation like that but i'd say like the closest you know, situation I had too coming into a severe injury was, um, when I was really young, I said probably like maybe, uh, 12 years old, somewhere around there, I was, you know, riding bikes and that was the theme for my neighborhood we rode bikes me and my friends we rode bikes my my brothers we rode bikes everywhere around the neighborhood and on almost anything i'm talking rooftops there was a time where we rode our bikes over like piping so think of piping uh, from one end of a a, i guess you say like the side of a street to another end you know and it's kind of like gated off area but it's not that much uh, area that you could like stand on or anything like that but there's that piping and then you have the creek at the bottom with the water and whatnot. We, we there's times where we have tried to ride our bikes across the piping like the things the amount of things that you would be willing to do when you're bored as heck <laughs> and like now I'm just like to myself like that I cannot believe that we did crazy things like that when you know I was younger but I, that's what it's like when like when you have that youth on your side, you're really not thinking about um how badly I could get hurt. You're thinking about how much fun this is gonna be, especially if I'm able to succeed in what I'm doing, you know. And so um, that's probably like my closest you know my my experience is like riding on the bike. And uh, I remember I, I, you know, I'm riding my bike through this uh apartment complex, and there's this big ledge, like huge ledge. Like, if you jumped off of it, like yourself, like your own feet, like you're gonna feel that, you know, <laughs> in the, the lower extremities of your body, like you're gonna feel that. And so, but I decided, you know, with you know, some of my other friends, hey, we're gonna jump off of this um you know high uh curb i don't know what you, what you want to call it footing we're gonna jump off of it and we're gonna land and it's all you know it's gonna be all good well i when i jumped off i kind of nosedived directly towards the ground and i lost control of the bicycle while i was like mid-air because i popped i popped the wheelie. As I was jumping because that's what the theme of like what most of my friends were doing, and as I popped the wheelie and I was coming down, I don't know how I I did this, but the weight of of me were like pushed on a front, and I came down faster, and the handlebars end up twisting mid air, and uh, as I, I as I'm falling down on the ground, the handlebars literally like puncture me in the stomach when i fall down and so now the thing when it when it punctures me i I guess i can't say like it was a clean puncture because it wasn't like (laughs) it wasn't like it went through my skin or anything like that it just like you know kind of yoked me right in the stomach like really really hard and uh eventually like i you know kind of bounced back off of it but i had severe like stomach issues and pain and it was just it was really really painful now in hindsight looking back i probably should have really really went to the hospital and got checked out but <laughs> but you know what when you're with the homies when, you know when you're with the friends and everything it's almost like bro like just walk that off get you some water <laughs> maybe if you go home you might be able to ask for like uh some um uh uh, uh some pain relievers and stuff like that, but like, we're, you're not going to go to the hospital. Like that's, that's a day's day of things to do. And you're not trying to waste time like this because you trying to get to the next fun that's out there. And so, yeah, that probably would be like the closest thing that I had to a severe situation and, you know, of being severely injured. Now I, there's been other times where I've done some crazy stuff where i uh, I think even with those bikes, we jumped off of rooftops and tried to like land on like those little small, um, uh, trampolines, like the exercise trampolines. We, we done some crazy stuff. It's like, we, it's almost like we were like the original jackass in our neighborhood, you know, it's just, just, just off the wall stuff just to have fun. But, um, but yeah, you know, just kind of going back to you situation, um, you know, and the first thing I think about when it comes down to overcoming a severe injury is rehabilitation, you know, like physical therapy. Like when you got to start from the very beginning where you're in this very frail, weak state and you have to build that strength and endurance to like get yourself, you know, back up on your feet. You know, if it's a leg injury and, you know, you're having a hard time walking or a hand injury where in use case. You know, he couldn't really grab anything. Everything was very sensitive. And so, that state of rehabilitation of trying to like strengthen in that hand, you know, he had to use this kind of like hand medicine ball and he would squeeze it constantly, just kind of like build up that strength. And so, just think about the amount of time that it takes, you know, to, to put into that physical therapy, just to rehab whatever extremity you have that's been injured to get it back strong again. You know, that takes a lot of time and effort. And it's like, man, like that's, that's really, really rough, you know? Uh, but then you have the next part of it, which is, I probably would say is maybe the hardest part is the mental state, you know, having the mental strength, to stay consistent with your physical therapy and rehabilitation. Um, but that also means like being able to self evaluate your situation, you know, look at also looking at your uh, support system. Like, do you have a true support system when you look at the people that are surrounding you? Um, you know, are you do you have the right team, the right people that are truly there to make sure that you're able to get back to, you know, your 100% or 110%? Self, you know, you know, they have the saying of, you know, I'm gonna come back stronger, and you know, if you have that adequate team by you, you know, you probably you can do it, you can come back stronger, and you know, you think about it in, um, you know, all these other sports, uh, you know, th- you know that another thing that comes out that I think about is the money behind it, you know, how much money it costs to to uh, have the right. Um, doctors, you know, you know, if, if surgery is required, you know, do you have, uh, a, you know, do they have a skilled team, a, a skilled doctor, a skilled surgeon, uh, to do whatever they need to do to make sure that you get uh, the 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 right help? And then when you're doing your rehabilitation, are you doing all of the right steps to get back to full strength again? And um, the the last portion I would say is confidence, you know, and and like I said, this is kind of tied into mental state uh, as well. Like when you're returning back to uh, the sport that maybe you got your injury from or maybe the job that you do, you know, has very, uh, you know, intensive and uh, requires you to do a lot with your body and you got hurt on the job, uh, et cetera. Like, you know, overcoming uh, those situations and getting back in that position where you got to face your reality of hey this is my job or this is my sport or whatever the case and having that confidence to say well dang like I know that I I hurt myself but I can't look back you know I did all the things that I could to get back in the position I am now to become you know get stronger I'm not going to dwell on the past I'm here I got a job out here to do let me do that and not worry about potentially hurting myself again and that's really really hard to do you know I was looking at uh, one of the popular po- sports podcasts, and they had a basketball player, um, Victor Oladipo, who you know had some really, really, um, like bad situations happen to him when it comes down to his injury, where he uh, had to rehab himself twice, you know, from from an injury after go- going back to get surgery again um, because the first time it was done, it wasn't done. Properly, It wasn't done correctly. And so um, the people that was his support team uh, around him, you know, he after self-evaluating and looking at that system uh, and also within himself, he realized, like, I don't have the right people around me that's truly, truly looking out for my best interests. And so that also brought a lot of, um, you know, self-bashing, I would say, to on himself of like, like, dang, like. You 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 you, because you didn't take more precautions, you put yourself in a situation where you cost yourself money or uh, the opportunity to be kind of like the number one guy at a franchise for a sports team. And so it's like all those different things, you know, play into like that confidence of, uh, you know, coming from. Uh, a severe injury. And so, you know, all I can say is if you're, you know, someone out there that's listening and you're dealing with a severe injury and, you know, you're working your way back, uh, you know, or maybe a severe disease, you know, and, um, you know, you, uh, gone through some, you know, a lot of different, uh, sessions and it comes down to therapy, uh, and, you know, you, you overcome that, but it's still, you know taxing you know every day like you know i wish you the best and you know hey if you have some stories that you like to share with us you know I, i'd love to to read them um, okay we move we move on to our next topic let me look at the chat before we we move we got a bit says uh hey that's pretty much gg yeah bro i was that, that should have been me hospital bound when i was riding that bike and fell, but you know, crazy, crazy kids, man. Crazy kids. It was, a, uh, uh, but those were all, all, it's crazy because even though though that now with my current state of mind, I would never do something like that, that I did in the past. But when you think about the time, those are like some of the fun, the best times of my life, you know, just kind of going out there and just finding things to do and keeping, keeping myself busy, you know, with my friends, uh, <laughs> walked out off straight to the grave, <laughs> that's hilarious (laughs) but uh okay we move on to our next anime discussion and that is shikimori's not just a cutie episode six titled with fireworks comes summer's end now in this episode izumi who is shikimori's boyfriend Invite Shikimori to watch fireworks at a summer festival. And, you know, it's one of those moments like, you know, when you're on the phone with uh, your significant other and maybe you're watching TV as you're talking on the phone or something like that and you see something on the television or on the telly on the telly and Uh, It triggers you to say, oh, like, dang, that's something I wanted to do with my boyfriend or my girlfriend. That's kind of the situation that uh, Izumi had. He saw a program that had fireworks and it reminded him, like, dang, I want to go see fireworks with uh, Shikimodi. And so... They uh, decide to go to this festival, and while they're there, they eat some food, but they also participate in some festival games. And one festival game in particular is, is goldfish scooping, or kingyo sukui. Sukui. Uh, so kingyo is goldfish in Japanese, and sukui is scooping in Japanese you know, for the most part. And um, you know, this goldfish scooping game. It's like even, you know, in other places uh in the you know, in the in the world they have this event. Y'all bear with me, my eyes are watering. I don't know why this happens to me. It's always like around the same, like the same time. Like my eyes just start burning for no reason. I remember (laughs) playing Genshin Impact, and I asked some like the crew, like, "Hey, has this ever happened to y'all? Where you're just." randomly doing something and all of a sudden your eyes just start burning out of nowhere and you're just like okay i gotta go wash my eyes out or something like that and they're like yeah that does happen to me so i'm starting to think it might be something in the water the things they feeding us you know it might be the chicken (laughs) anyways uh you know back to the goldfish scooping so um you see this game in a lot of different um uh, festivals or fairgrounds or, uh, things like that around the world. Um, but this is something that's really big in Japan. And, you know, although I never got to do this myself when I was in Japan, uh, because I stayed more closer to the food stalls (laughs) and, you know, and also I I like to go to like the outside plays or the rituals. Like that was kind of my my thing like you know if there's food somewhere or if there's something like a really cool theatrical play or something like that there that makes me feel more um in tune with uh, the country's culture like that's kind of what i did in my time in you know in japan uh but you know with goldfish scooping they have this thing called a poi and so the Poi is a round plastic frame with the hand grip. And, you know, you see this all the time and, you know, they could be different colors. I've seen blue, I've seen red, seen yellow before. And so with this hand grip, uh, the the round plastic frame uh, that's in a circle, it has a paper in it. And so this paper is very, very thin. And the idea of it is because the paper can easily break in water, uh, you want to be sure not to move it around too quickly. All right, so um, what's interesting is goldfish scooping, it seemed to have started in the Edo period around 1810. Uh, but originally it started with kids using nets when they played this game. And then eventually, you know, some, uh, you know, decades later, uh, it was later, you know, uh, adopted the paper to make the game a little bit harder and and more fun but you know here's some rules when it comes down to uh goldfish scooping you know i I definitely want to share that so each person plays individually like so you you yourself as you play you are (laughs) the sole proprietor of if you're going to catch a goldfish or not (laughs) simple, simple enough, right? Oh, okay. I got me. That's, that's all I got. to I got me on the squad. Um, but the basic rule is that the player scoops goldfish from a pool with a paper scooper called a poi, which we talked about, and they put them into a bowl with the poi so you're you're taking the poi you're you know trying to scoop the fish hoping that the fish doesn't break the paper and fall back into the pool and then you have this bowl and you're trying to put the the um the uh, goldfish into the bowl so this game requires a lot of care and speed because of course the poi can tear very easily so uh, the game is over once the poi is completely broken or incapable of scooping properly. Um, even if one part of the poi is torn, the player can continue the game with the remaining part. So as long as you still have a you know a, a, a good portion of the poi left that can scoop the fish, then you're able to st- still play. But once it's completely torn off the poi, you know you pretty much can't play, and that's the end of uh the round now um at a uh anichi or a summer festival stall uh the game is not a competition Uh, participation typically costs around 100 yen now 100 yen is about mm, i say like a dollar in uh u.s currency Um, you know, as far as like Euro or whatnot, I'm not too sure, but you know, how much that would vary, but it's about a dollar in, in USD, give or take. Now I know that around the time this recorded, uh, prices seem to have gone pretty down, you know, it's in Japan. So what that trans, uh, uh, what, what that would translate to now would be probably different. But, you know, it's about around that price. And so uh, players can take the scoop goldfish home into a plastic bag that's provided by the stall keeper. Now, the game is unlimited. So players, uh, they're able to scoop until their poise are completely broken. So you can just keep on going. So if you're able to get one and your poise didn't broke and you can go off and go get another one and you can end up with three or four goldfish. You know, now to me, that's actually pretty cool especially if you have thoughts of owning fish or giving your fish to somebody else you know i i'd say but and so i don't know that so that's you know they have this uh national goldfish scooping championships also that that take place and so i you know i just thought that i would share a little bit of that with you as far as the history of Uh, goldfish scooping um, because you see this very often in japanese anime you know the you know this game being played uh and if they're not i i want to say shikimori is not just a cutie is probably one of the more uh exclusive animes that's kind of shown the game being played whereas a lot of other animes is more like bypassing. You see the characters kind of walking by the ponds where are like the, the ponds where the fish are and people are playing, but not to this extent. So I thought that was pretty cool, but yeah, I say, you know, like, you know, in conclusion, do y'all think that uh goldfish scooping would be something that you would play if you went to a festival or uh, participated in a fair that had um, you know this game. You know, to me, I, I mean, see, a dollar to play and get goldfish. I think the first question I, <laughs> I'd have to ask myself is, okay, Jay, do you want a goldfish? Do you want a pet goldfish? Mm, I mean, I never really saw myself owning a pet fish before, so that would be kind of different, I probably would end up giving my fish to someone else, but I would try the game just to see if I could do it because it seems pretty hard. Like I like I said, I've had friends uh play the game and I mean they made a mess of themselves. (laughs) <laughs> they made a mess of themselves and it, it was just it was funny seeing them really try but it's also a great time you know it's its one of those talking head pieces where you can get with your friends or family and y'all could talk about oh you remember that time when you caught one or two and you know such and such didn't oh and the fish end up falling out onto the ground or something like that like you know it's 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 i, I find that you know for memory's sake that you know, that could be a lot of fun. But, you know, usually if you go to festivals, you're you're either one or two people of two people. You're either going because you know you're going to spend money on things for entertainment or two, you're going to be, you're not going to spend money or you're going to be very, very cheap. <laughs> well, what you're going to do, like you probably have like specific activities that you know that you want to do. And that's it, you know. I don't blame you, You know, I don't blame you. I don't think that that's a bad uh, you know method to have, you know, so uh, bit says, yeah, the thrill of winning a goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> i can't I can't wait to tell someone that <laughs> I want a goldfish. Head pats immediately. <laughs> Head pats are in order. <laughs> All right. So that is Shikimori's not a just a cutie. Let's move on to our next anime discussion and that is Tomodachi Game Episode 7 called I'll Take 20 Million Yen Worth of Your Life. Woof. Dang. (laughs) That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. You know, I I mean, I say my life is worth a lot more than 20 million yen, but, you know, if somebody offer me 20 million. Yeah, and I think I'll take that. <laughs> so uh Yuichi and Tenji in this episode, they wind up in a prison cell inside of a cave. Uh, and inside of this prison, they pretty much have 72 hours that they have to stay held up in this cell. Um, and the only thing that they're provided is a bottle of water. Now, to me, I'm just like Y'all, y'all gonna give them just a bottle of water and say, Okay, survive on that for 72 hours. There ain't no food, there ain't no nothing like this. Is like, like I would have had a hard time just with that aspect as well. But you know, for uh, my people out there that is fasting, um, and haven't eaten for like a month or whatnot, you know, during that time when they were fasting, they like, Jay, you you lightweight, (laughs) you can. You can do it, bro. Like you got his mind over matter. Nah, nah. Feed me. Feed me. <laughs> but, but yeah, so while they're inside of this cave, during this time, uh Tenji shares with Yuichi the reason why he wound up playing in the Tomodachi game. Um, and it turns out that Tenji's best friends. Uh, turned against him once they found out that his childhood friend was the gorgeous, the beautiful she ho Now, it's 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 so crazy because I know that you know people can act different once certain company comes around. Like I'm sure y'all have been in this position before, where. You have someone introduced for the first time and maybe they're beautiful, handsome, whatever the case may be. And you're like, oh, my goodness, like my heart is popping out of my my chest. Like it's 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 love at a, a first attraction. Like I see them and I really want to I, I kind of want to shoot my shot and see if I can get with them, you know, and uh, you're looking for opportunities where you can kind of get in where you fit in and hopefully be able to talk to this person and, and maybe they fill you out. They like you and y'all end up becoming a couple. Well, in that process of you kind of filling them out, some people do some really crazy things to their friends in order to put themselves in position to uh, win the prize. And so, you know, here, you know, with when it came down to Tenji, uh, the thing that made his situation so crazy is um, he came to his best friends and said, "Hey, I saved over like two million yen. You know, we can apply this uh, to our business, and we can like come together, pull our resources, and we, you know, with this business, and we can make some make a lot of money." Well, as Tenji over t- over the weeks was looking at the books for the business, he started to realize that a lot of that money was being uh, taken from the account and so eventually he found out uh you know in conversations with his best friends that they were the one that were taking the money and using that money and spending it on the beautiful she-ho now i'm like wait what like this is this is this is insane to me like your best friends take the money that you saved for a business that was supposed to have all of y'all included. And they take the money and they spend it on this chick? What? You got, you got to be, you crazy. That's crazy to me. And so, you know, you have, so this is the thing. Like when you have situations like this, you have to decide what do you do when you have a friend that chooses love over you? Um, I, I would say in, you know, Tanji's situation, it's clearly, clearly like, These are toxic friends like you got to get them out because they are not looking to do well by you, you know, do right by you. You know, and and that's pretty clear, like the fact that they never communicated with him. Hey, like, is it okay if we use this money? This is what we want to do it for. I mean, even if somebody was to ask, hey, can I have the money from our business so I can spend it on this chick or this dude? Or this, you know, uh, significant person that I really like, you would probably look at them like they lost their mind and be like, is you crazy? Um, Hell no. <laughs> no, you can't. Um, but I do believe that if a person was to at least come to you and ask that, you would feel a lot better about the situation not great about the situation but a lot better that they at least communicated with that that with you and had the respect to at least say you know let me at least see what they're thinking you know or get an answer from them um but i would say you know in most um situations you know it's a very del- delicate situation um uh, between friends um but this is a very common thing that happens To a lot of people, you know, honestly, like, you know, we we've all probably gone through a situation where uh, we had a friend that meets someone and they start acting very different around you or they, you know, stop spending a lot of time with you. They You know, you don't receive those phone calls or those messages from that person or whatnot. And so um, you hope that the friend that you have is very honest with you. Uh, you know, you want to, you know, th- you may initiate the conversation or they may initiate the conversation, but, and say, Hey, like, you know, I met this person. I really, really like them a lot. And, you know, I'm probably going to be spending a lot of time with them. Not only that, but I have a lot of stuff going on with work and things like that. So, you know, Hey bro, Hey, hey you know, Hey home girl or whoever it is. Like, um, I'm, you know, just understand like, you know, things are going to be a little bit different. Uh, and for you, you're just like, hey, like, it's cool. Like, I, I, it's all good. Like, do your thing. Um, but I say also that people have to, um, you know, understand that we grow apart in due time. Like, people do grow apart. Friends, family, they do grow apart in due time depending on certain situations. Like, uh, work, for example. You know, if you work in a totally different country or where your family or friends are at or a city or something like that it makes things really difficult for you to consistently have those meaningful conversations and and, and build on that 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 relationship um you know just kind of going to the chat you know real, real quick uh, bit says when it comes down to, you know, if he was in Tenji's situation, oh hell, no, 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 with them O's at the end, like yeah, I I feel you, bit, you know, Tenji, uh, he got he got done pretty dirty, you know, it's it really really bad, um, but yeah, you know, in you know, you know, in the long distance, uh, relationships and stuff like that, you know, it's it's hard, so things do become. Uh, circumstantial in some situations Um, and because of that you know you have to expect things to be different because these people have a brand new routine they got a new girlfriend new boyfriend new other and they're doing different things so the time that they feel voided with you in doing things has completely changed because now they have a kind of a a new schedule going forward. And so, you know, you got to kind of expect that to happen and be understanding with that. And, you know, you can't be, you can't really be that salty friend. Like, Oh, you know, you never spend time with me or anything like that. Like, no, like you keep it pushing. And, you know, as as y'all communicate, just find time to hang out as much as y'all can, you know? And so it's like, even like in my position, uh, one of my best friends, he moved from, japan um and you know to to uh my location which will remain uh, anonymous (laughs) and uh he you know his him and his wife they came down and you know we used to hang out all the time and then after a certain time period once they were able to you know get their own place and uh, you know, work and everything else, and eventually had kids. You know, that time started being less and less and less. But but here's the catch, though, as they became busy and you know filling out their 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 life and um, building on their family. Um, you know, I had other things going on and you know building uh, and things in my life as well. You know, businesses, what what have you. And so, with these two different things it makes it harder for us to meet up, but here it is. My, you know, one of my best friends is really uh, uh, dominant in saying, Hey, we need to hang out more. Like he's the aggressor and we need to do more things together. And so it's, it's actually like really unique because I'm not used to that. I'm used to hey, the friend got things going on. They had building life. They got their life and stuff like that, that, you probably won't get to ha- spend that much time with them. But, um, you know, no, like th- he wants to spend as much time as possible. But, but I'll also say this though, in you being a good friend, you also have to be able to read the room, read the situation. Um, there's some times where you could end up being a toxic, I guess you say like co-signer friend, you know, or third wheel or have you want to look at it where, um, the friend, you know, you constantly spending time with a friend and the friend really wants you to be around, but maybe their significant other feels like you're coming around too much, too frequently, you know, you need to kind of pick and choose and uh when you come kind of come and go, you know, be a little bit more rare. And so that those are uh some tough situations too that you could possibly be in and you have to know like when you've <laughs> over overstage your welcome you know um uh, but okay so yeah like that that's it you know like uh when you're dealing with choosing friends you know the, especially if the friend uses love over you you have to be able to look at the signs and really understand like is that friend actually toxic like are they is this a toxic relationship that you're in like Tenji, i mean it's clearly toxic with him like the the boys didn't even give him a day and time to say, hey, we like She-Ho. This is what we want to do. We're gonna spend the money that you saved on her and we're gonna make it rain on her. Like what what? Like, you know, I I know, see, if if <laughs> if I was in Tji's situation, oh man, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I know violence isn't the answer, and you know, you should just move away from negative people, you know, toxic people, but Sometimes you're gonna have to have a five minutes with these people, <laughs> five minutes might be called, you know. Uh, but you know, if, if in but if they really are for you, uh, you know, and they really have your uh best at heart, um, you know, just communicate with them constantly, you know, and y'all just figure it out, you know, if if someone really cares about you. Uh, you all will find a way to figure it out to spend time together and you know keep that relationship going but you know also don't be afraid to have that distance between you and whenever y'all have time kind of pick up like nothing's you know really changed you know that happens all the time with a lot of my friends I might not see some of my best friends I've known since I was like uh, three years old you know I might not see um, you know someone for six months a year two years and we hang out you know at some point and it's like we never miss the beat you know and sometimes that happens so don't uh don't be afraid of change you know that it happens sometimes okay let's move on to our next anime discussion and that is The greatest demon lord is reborn a typical nobody. Man, I'm telling you, they, these these long anime names, bro, like, they're getting to a point where, like, they're becoming sentences. <laughs> like, they're going to have to start adding a period at the end of the statement, you know? Uh, but episode seven called The Exciting Festival. Now, uh, in this episode, you, you know, you have... Um, you know, pretty much like the parties, uh, they they start this. Uh, I I would like best way I could describe it is a made cafe, and but it's a competition amongst two young women that say, "Hey, like you know, we we love this this man. We you know we want him, and so the way that we're gonna get his attention is we're gonna be provide like the best." made service but it it made me think about just you know kind of a spin off of the conversation we had uh you know before with the Tomodachi game uh, but you know just a different take is uh, co- when you're competing against friends for a crush and i don't i don't know like to me personally, I, I've never been in a situation where I was competing with another friend because we like the same person. It's really like a dialogue between me and my, my, my friends and like, okay, like, hey, I like this person. And usually one of the other, like, you know, I'll fall back and say, "Hey, go ahead, bro. Like you got that. Go ahead, sis. Like you got that. Or, um, or it's the other way around. Where it's like, nah. Like that's you. Like you seen, you seen her. You seen her seen him first. You, you know, go after it. And so, um, that's never really been my experience. But I, I do know of situations where, uh, when you're competing against friends to get someone, and I, I don't know, like. <laughs> bit is bit in the chase is maid cafes are op yeah they they are like in you know it's did I I think I went to a maid cafe when I was in Japan um, I think the maid cafe was like fused with uh, with manga like they sold like manga books and stuff like that that's the only thing I can think of but I know I, I have some pictures somewhere with a couple maids that I I met while I was out there that were. Uh, wonderful enough to take picture with me and they were cool with it uh but you know of course in those made cafes and a big thing that a, a lot of people well it's almost like the strip club you know if, if you, if, you know, some of y'all you, you may have never been to a strip club but at a strip club it's mostly you can look but you can't touch you know and that's that's the thing and so at a may cafe Uh, you can pretty you can look all you want but you can't touch Um, but there's also more levels to that like you can't ask um, like personal questions you know you can't ask like hey like what school do you go to for college or um, you know so you know what um, you know what where do you work at? What type of line of work do you do outside of being a maid at this cafe? And so they took it a, level, a, a step further to kind of pre- protect the uh, personal identity of those maids um, and or butlers, because there's also butler cafes as well, which I tried my best to go to when I was in Japan and it just didn't happen. That was so unfortunate because of the times that they were open. I was big sad. <laughs> big sad because I wanted to see what that experience was going to be like too. Um but yeah, like, you know, c- uh competing against a friend uh for a crush and, you know, I, they make it seem like in Japanese uh anime that this is a uh, big theme. Like, you know, they're they're it's almost like they're in support of each other, but it's a competition and like whoever wins like me- let the best you know person win and and that's cool um i don't know i don't know if i would be i feel like i would be okay in a competition like that was someone that i was like really really into but i think when i i think about the big picture like man like there's billions of people in this world and like why am i going to like fight or compete with someone over this one person. Now, provided, like, yeah, this person will probably be walking on air, water, or whatever, or they got this aura around them and you just can't stop thinking about them and you just like, oh, I gotta have this person. Um, but for me, uh, I think because, you know, and maybe most people, I think when it comes down to your friend circles, you know, your peers or, you know, someone that you know, you probably will leave it alone. Now, so I guess, know if bit if you're there, do you feel like you would compete against, be willing to compete against your friend for a crush? I mean, I don't think that it's a bad thing. I just feel like you. I feel like between friends, you're giving yourself, you're giving yourselves ammunition to have an issue with each other possibly later, because we know <laughs> the rappers, the rappers tell us that you know, when you're in a relationship uh, and somebody gets involved or what have what have you, they that can turn into an issue that might get violent in the end. And to me it's like why give that any life? like why even give that any chance to happen, especially if it's but at, at the same time, it also goes behind like if this person is really your friend, like it shouldn't matter. Who won the competition or not, right? But imagine this person that you're in, like you you have this crush. You and your best friend are going after this person. You're the one that gets chosen. You end up getting married to this person, and now, but you're still best friends with this with with your friend. But they have to see that relationship all the time, like. do you don't think that there could be like an inkling of jealousy there? I don't know. It, it just feels somewhat impossible, especially if y'all are equally yoked and having a, y'all have a great relationship. Uh, you know, that man, jealousy goes like it runs so deep. And though, I mean, I can't comprehend the jealousy, my, my, my like me being jealous of someone else like that. Um, I'm not saying, I'm just, I'm not writing that out that it can't possibly happen, but man, like, you know, to have that shoved in your face all the time, I, I know it's going to hurt some people out there. The feelings, feelings definitely getting hurt. Uh, Bit says when it comes down to uh, competing with a friend to get a crush, uh, I wouldn't, I, I just let it go. He says, uh, I think it will cause friction with the friend and it's painful if the other person is in love as well yeah that that's that's exactly how i feel about the situation and to me uh it's a no-go like, that's something that just it can't be done you know that to me it's, it's almost like there's you know there's to me there's like a code you know there's a there's a, a bro code uh a, um, a friend code whatever you want to call it of you don't cross certain lines you don't you don't do it because of the potential of like how it could affect your friendship or relationship with others. And this is one of those situations where it's like, you do the right thing to make sure that other people don't get hurt and get involved, you know, and you keep it, you keep it cool. Kosher, you keep it cool. Right. Okay. Okay. So that is, that topic, I know something, <laughs> that's going to be probably a a war of words in the uh, comment section over time for that one. Because you know, some people are going to be like, man, Jay, I don't, I don't see nothing wrong with it. Like me and my best friend, we, you know, we met something, something such and such. Now, now here's the thing. Here's the flip side of this though. Now, if y'all turn that into like a um polygamous... <laughs> relationship then everybody wins right (laughs) so so there 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 is that you know there is there is that situation where you could do that and everybody comes out a winner winner chicken dinner (laughs) all right moving on to our next anime discussion and that is The Rising of the Shield Hero, of course, we are on Season 2, Episode 32, titled Infinite Labyrinth. Ooh, Infinite Labyrinth. And so, um, our dear Shield Hero, you know, ends up getting sucked up into this new world, this new dimension, uh, and ends up meeting another Cardinal Hero, who is the Hunter Hero. And she has this like, um, fishing rod for her weapon. And it looks so freaking cool. that's one thing I got to give the author props for like their imagination on like how they, uh, created their characters. Now, don't get me wrong. I want to say there's some other animes that had like a fishing rod, uh, for like a weapon. Uh, I know Hunter X Hunter gone. Like he had like a kind of like a fish rod weapon, um, I think even in One Piece, you know, somebody out there might correct me if I'm wrong, uh, that there's someone that has a, a, a fish rod for a weapon, but it's in there. But I just think when they do stuff like that, uh, it's pretty unique and, and and cool. Well, the hunter, you know, is they're on this island with this new this hunter and, you know, uh, he uh, she pretty much tells the shield hero, hey, you know, you probably want to leave This area, but this is an infinite labyrinth. You know, I've tried for years, I lost count how many years I stayed on this island or stayed in this in this this world. Um, and you know, I haven't been able to return back to my 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 home, my home area. And so, you know, we're pretty much stuck here. And the Shield Hero says, Nah not on my watch like we're gonna do something about that you know and he tries he eventually finds a way to get break them free from that that uh infinite labyrinth which is not so infinite now (laughs) but you know it made me think about you know if you were in a situation like that where you had to stay on the island would you be able to live on the island alone now i add some stipulations to it like okay Let's say that you live on this island alone, but for $5 million, but go even further. We go We go even further than that. And I say, not only would you get $5 million, now you're probably saying, okay, okay $5 million, I'm all alone on the island by myself, but what's the catch? Well, time-wise, you stay on this island for one whole year, 365 days. One whole year. So one year equals $5 million. Okay. Y'all follow me so far? The other stipulations are. You have to provide your own first aid care. That means if you get hurt, if you get injured, if you get sick, you have to deal with it. You have to find a way to weather that storm. There is no first aid hospital or anything like that out there for you, you have to be able to self-medicate. <laughs> and when I, so, when I say self-medicate, all you 420 people out there, that is, I am not talking about y'all self-medicate, okay? Just get that out of your head. Be <laughs> like, Jay, but there's grass. Like, there's grass on the screen right now. Like, how am I not going to be able to think about this? But, you know, just calm down, calm down. And so... So now, so we got the stipulations. You're on an island, isolated, by yourself. You're alone for one whole year, and you can't have... You, you have to provide your own first, uh, first aid care. Same thing goes for food. You'd have to provide... You'd have to go out and fend out for your own food, but... When it comes down to beverages, like water, juice, whatever the case may be, that is something that is provided to you. So we will, we will provide you with drinking water and stuff like that. You probably will get like uh, a crate every, let's say, uh, two weeks, and you have to kind of like stretch that out and make it last type of thing. But everything else, the your first aid, um you know, uh, you having to to find a way to eat food. You know, cook cook your own food, uh, hunt your own food. Uh, you know, you might even find a way to to um, uh, grow your own veg- vegetation, like all that is on the line. But at the end of three hundred sixty five days, you receive five million dollars, untaxed. So you get five million dollars straight up. There's no other stipulations to that but those things um would you do that would you be willing to live on an island in those circumstances for that amount of money Hmm. now me myself i think i could do it i, I honestly think that i could do it you know I, I think like the hardest part will be oh you know what hold on let me rewind let me rewind let me rewind the other part, now here's the, here's, the, here's the other part of it. You are provided, um, ho- like, a, a housing, but it's a hut. It's more like a hut. It's more like a, we. there was a built-up place for you, but it was all hand-built with the materials that are around and on this island. So you're going to be in a more, like, bamboo-ish type of hut. This isn't going to be a, uh, a a lavish, um you know, vacation home right? or anything like that. Like, no, like you're going to, whenever it rains really bad, you're probably going to have that leaky roof and everything, you know, and dealing with the weather and the temperature. So you're going to have all those different elements to deal with. Now, for me, like the extreme heat and staying cool, like that's going to be a problem because man, like I I really don't like the heat these days, but I honestly would much prefer to be in a hot climate rather than a cold climate. Because, bro, I watch some documentaries or like some some uh National Geographic stuff where they're in some of the coldest regions in the world where it's like negative 40 degrees. You know, it's like like people really are okay living in these circumstances every day. Now, they, like, let me listen to me every day. <laughs> negative 40 degrees i can't do it i can't i can't i can't i can't i can't i won't i won't do that you know now thing is like oh well you hear the 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 thoughts of well i like the cold weather because i mean i can just add a whole bunch of layers on I, i get you i i hear you but when it's so cold outside that your eyes are freezing and you can only be outside for maybe 15 minutes at the most or you could potentially, um, you know, have a what is it? Hypothermia? I think that's the word. Nah, I don't want any of that. I don't want any of that. But see, so if you're putting me on the island, and let's say the hottest it gets is maybe a hundred ten degrees, but it's that that humid, you know, like really really humid. Man, it's gonna suck, and you're gonna be sweating a lot, and you're probably gonna be musty very musty, very stank. <laughs> With your stank ass. <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, hey, five million is on the line. And then here's the, so here's the, here's the catch though. Here's the, or I should say, here's, here's some other incentives for that. So, you Had you you let's say that you complete the whole 365 days, you weather that storm or whatnot, right? You also have the opportunity to make more money off of that whole situation. So think about it. You can get a you can have a, a, a multi-million dollar book deal and say, hey, like this is you know my time on an island for 365, I was given this opportunity, you know, to win 5 million dollars doing this. And so you enter this book deal, boom. Now your your uh what was 5 million becomes, I don't know, 8 million now. You got 3 million dollars from your book sales or something like that, you know. And then you end up on all these different TV shows to talk about your story and share your experiences and maybe every appearance you make, you ask for, I don't know, uh fifty thousand or something like that you know that might be too high but (laughs) but yeah but you see like you can milk the situation you can make more and i think that's the reason why i would do it you know because i get the opportunity to kind of uh exchange the story and make more money out of the deal but um now in now here's the, the flip side of it if let's say that you can't make the whole 365 days because you get sick or whatever the case may be. um, And it becomes like deadly. Now, don't get me wrong. Like you're going to have like a uh, monitor, someone monitoring the situation. And so if you're in a situation where you're probably going to die, then you're going to get scooped up and, um, you know, they'll take you to the nearest hosp- hospital or provide you with urgent care right then and there until they can get you transported to somewhere where you can get Um, you know, 100% assistance with, with your health. Uh, But, you know, in that same situation, that also means that you do not receive the $5 million, but you can still do the same thing that we talked about before, where maybe you say, okay, I didn't make the 365 days. I made it to 200 days. And then, you know, my, my back gave out or I broke my back or something like that crazy happened or whatever. You could probably have a book deal on that type of thing or go on a, you know, uh, dot vlog your life out of there and find a situation like that. Like there's ways to do it. So, um, I feel like there's a lot of flexibility in that. And with these stipulations, um, do, do when most people do this though, man, 365 days on an isolated Island, No internet. (laughs) That would be the thing that hurts the most for me is like, there's no internet. There's no way that you can kind of see what's going on around the world. with the quick of a tap of a button, like, you know, there's no phone access. You can't talk to anybody. um, Other than maybe like the, like we probably have like an emergent. um, uh, What is the one MC like intercom walkie talkies to be able to communicate between other people like that, uh, that, you know, as far as like your health. But other than that, like you're literally like kind of cut off from the world of what's going on, man. I can, man, I can only imagine like coming out of that a year later and seeing like how the world has kind of changed a little bit, you know, but man, it makes the deal much sweeter when, you know, you got 5 million in the bank. (laughs) 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 That ain't bad, right? It ain't bad. A bit said, oh yeah, that would that would hurt, you know, not having the internet, uh, you know, access to the internet and being able to do things online. Like, man, we we are, I mean, I know myself, like we I'm very tethered to the interwebs. Like, you know, we you know, the whole thing of like, oh, you gotta unplug, like unplug, man, it's it's hard for your boy to unplug. Man, I I I I try to do it whenever I can, but it's it's difficult. So if you're like me and you and you love the interwebs, I feel your pain. I feel you. <laughs> okay, moving on to our next anime discussion, and that is... I'm Quitting Heroing, episode seven, titled, A Good Warrior Isn't Always a Good Boss. Man, now you flip that, and you say a good... <laughs> well I guess you couldn't say a good boss that wouldn't be be right but yeah like in the aspect of like a warrior that doesn't just because they're really good at their job doesn't mean that they're good at managing and so um, you know in this episode you have uh, you know one of the warrior like characters who's really 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 strong but he's not good at giving orders to a lot of other people because he would much rather do the job himself because he knows that it'll get done and trying to explain these things to uh his uh you know lesser than i guess you could say would just take too much time and willpower so i would rather just do it myself now but eventually he realizes that if he's able to you know provide training you know things like that that it makes everybody's jobs a lot easier and um he's able to bring up other people and build up their skills and make them even better than before and so it made me ask the question about um you know what are the qualities of a good leader you know like what makes a true like truly a good leader um the first thing that that comes to mind and for me like i've been really 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 thankful to have some great great leadership um throughout my life and you know i'll say like the main thing that theme that comes from a a really really good leader a great leader is um empathy you know someone that can empathize with your situation and they provide you with that kind of latitude and say hey like I understand what you're going through let's work through these things and you know they're flexible they have these um you know they they're willing to stand by your side support you and say hey like let's work through this because i know that you you're a good worker or that you have it in you you know you you know you have the ability to become a really good worker and we're going to help get you to that point um you know adding on to that is uh, the ability to kind of have foresight and kind of see like, oh, well, I know Jay is, you know, really good at this, but I don't think he realizes like how much work this is going to be, because maybe we're in a time of the year where, uh, you know, the the work has doubled. And even though I know that he's going to be, you know, Jay's is able to do a good job with this. I'm going to provide him with some assistance to kind of lighten the burden just a little bit. And so having that foresight uh, and kind of seeing things ahead because of, um, you know, data information that you've been provided or whatever the case may be, or just, you know, conversations within meetings about what's to come. um, All of that is is very important on on, uh, a leader trying to communicate and making uh, everyone's life a little bit better. Um, what else could could be some really good, uh, leader qualities? I, th- I think per- personability, you know, <laughs> if, if that is a, a word, <laughs> uh, you know, someone that you can level with, you know, they, they under, like, you can kind of reason with them and talk to them on like on about a little bit of everything, uh, and maybe even be able to ca- carry on like a casual conversation about stuff that you're seeing on TV or, uh, Netflix or, um, you know, crunchy role or whatever the case may be. Like you have these conversations and y'all, you know, y'all able to kind of level and it's, it's it's a good feeling when, you know, even if your, you know, your boss or, or one of the leads doesn't necessarily like all the things that you do, if they're willing to take an opportunity to do something that you like to do, and just to kind of have something that y'all can talk about and share in common, that makes a world too. But you know, we also have to understand that um, not everybody likes to do everything. Like <laughs> I, I know tons of people that man, like they love your boy, but when it comes down to anime, they just not into it like that. And for me. Bless, bless those those poor souls <laughs> for a lack of better words i feel bad for them because they they're missing out you're missing out but you know anime is not everybody's cup of tea manga is not everybody's cup of tea you know i can remember um you know years ago man that's all i did was read manga and then just time over time it just became more reasonable for me to spend my efforts in seeing kind of the animated version, watching the anime, uh, then kind of, you know, being ahead of the curve and reading, uh, the manga and don't get me wrong. Like there's nothing wrong with manga. I still, uh, love it. And I think it's great. Uh, and not only that, but most of the time you get a lot more detail about, uh, what the, you know, uh, compared to the anime because of it being a, Uh, somewhat of an adaptation of that manga um but you know i I just found myself um you know spending i can't even say spending a lot of time per se it just became more fun to watch the anime than to read the manga you know because don't like Yes, like in the manga, like you see like some action portion happen and you're like, oh man, this is amazing. Like, this is great how this 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 one scene happened. But the manga can only go so far as kind of showcasing like how truly exciting that scene was. But when you see it in an anim- its animated form, like Attack on Titan, for example, I mean, there's so many scenes after me reading the manga where it's like, there's no way the manga could have captured this, like, pillar, this classic moment. Like, it just, it could not capture that. And so, you know, but there's love between all of those different things. And I feel like that's the same thing when it comes down to leadership with the bosses. Like, they find all these different things, um, you know, and they treat, I would say also a good quality is treating each person, uh, each situation uh individually you know like you can't like you can't have this kind of group tank think about and apply that to everything or everyone like that doesn't work like everybody has different values different uh paces that they work and stuff like that and so you know these are all like little things that i find to be pretty important for for a good leader but hey you know if you think that there's some traits that i missed that you think would be um, you know, cool, you know, definitely share that with us. I'd I love to hear, um, you know, maybe some experience that you had, you know, or maybe some bad experiences you had, that you know, because those are definitely out there. You know, I, I feel like the future me, <laughs> and the, I'd say if I ever get to a point where y'all see the future me, um, I like to be in a position where I empower other people, other VTubers, uh, to where they can do some beautiful and gorgeous things, uh, you know, whether it be here in the podcast space uh, or, you know, off into you know, their own ventures, whether it be on their uh, Twitch or YouTube pages and, and stuff like that. But yeah, okay. So that is our anime discussions for today. Uh, Hey, if you are listening to us on our DSPs, wherever you get your BBP, podcast from we greatly appreciate you for listening and hey you know we do have more content uh after our anime discussion we have our character analysis that we do and so you know if you want to see some more content from us feel free to catch us on our youtube facebook or twitch page where we do have our live um, video there and um you know we're going to talk about some some of these characters